you are listening to Hypertension Resistant to Treatment, where you will get knowledge, training, resources, and support for better blood pressure control. If you are suffering with high blood pressure or blood pressure that is difficult to treat, this podcast is indeed for you. Here is your host, Dr. Tanya. I am Dr. Tanya, and I am here to teach you everything you ought to know about hypertension management. I am a clinical scientist, and I've done research over 10 years, and I've found some interesting things about hypertension and blood pressure control and medication-taking behavior. I would like to share with you all of the information I've found, as well as all the information that's out there that, that will help you get control of your blood pressure. Stick with me and we'll take this journey to help you improve your blood pressure. Thanks for listening. As of today, according to the Centers for Disease Control, the United States has over 35 million cases of COVID-19. 35,286,930 cases. To date, we have 612,386 deaths and 70.2% of adults have been vaccinated with at least one COVID vaccine. Now, this thing is expected to get really bad. And what the thing is, I'm talking about the Delta variant. Now, we, we're talking about the Delta variant right now, but keep in mind, there's a Lambda variant that's coming out. Rather, it, it's here now in the United States. Now, it was first identified in Peru. It is said to be more contagious and more resistant than this Delta variant so far in early small studies that have been done. So we are not out of the woods yet. Keep in mind that we're doing better, but we're not there yet. Now, even if you get a vaccination today, it will take about two months before you can get full protection. So the sooner the better. And this new Lambert variant seems to be resistant to vaccinated antibodies, whatever that might mean. Now, keep in mind, these are early studies that have been done. So we don't know a lot about this Lambda. It's L-A-M-B-D-A, Lambda virus. In this episode, I want to just talk about the treatment for COVID-19. There are steroids that they're using only in moderate and severe cases and only once the oxygen level decreases to prevent the cytokine storm and to decrease inflammation. Now, only your doctor can prescribe steroids and treat you with steroids. And usually steroids are only used once you get to the hospital and they do some blood testing to uh, know what stage of the disease that you're in. Now, there are two things that you need to keep at your house in order to make sure 
that um, you can detect when to go to the hospital if you have any problems from COVID-19. Now, first you need to have a thermometer at your house and you need a pulse oximeter at your house. Now, of course, thermometers aren't anything new and pulse oximeters actually aren't anything new either. Only thing is, most people don't have a pulse oximeter at home. Let's hear what a critical care physician has to say about the pulse ox. Here is Dr. Roger Swell. Pulse oximetry is almost uh, it's almost a part of us. It's almost part of our quote DNA. We've had multiple studies that go back decades, even you know even a hundred years, looking at oxygen and measuring oxygen and knowing when we need to put people on oxygen. So that data has been around for a long time. As what we know now is that the symptoms that the original COVID caused, those symptoms are not the same symptoms that people are coming down with now with this new variant. So you need to know about these symptoms. It's no longer fever, even though you should take your temperature anyway to see if you have a fever. Generally, most people don't have a fever when they come down with this new variant of Delta. But what is still consistent is that if you are having severe symptoms from COVID-19, the variant type, then you would be having some problems breathing and your oxygen saturation would be less than 94%. And that's the time you want to call your doctor or call 911 to get you to the hospital or find or go to the emergency room. Now, while you're waiting to be seen in the emergency room, you want to make sure you don't lay on your back. You want to lay down on on your chest with your back up to the ceiling. And you want to do this until your symptoms clear or until otherwise instructed by your healthcare provider. Now, if you are unvaccinated, look out for these symptoms. Headache, sore throat, runny nose, fever, and a persistent cough. So people who are unvaccinated, there were 74% who had a headache, 58% had sore throat, 57% had runny nose, 50% had fever, and 52% of those unvaccinated had a persistent cough when they were positive for COVID-19. If you're vaccinated, you have different symptoms of COVID-19 Delta variant than people who are unvaccinated. Now, that's kind of sounds kind of strange, but it is what it is. Okay, so if you're vaccinated, you should be looking out for these symptoms. So it's runny nose, headache, sneezing, sore throat, and loss of smell. According to the research, 74% of people who are vaccinated have a runny nose when they're positive for COVID-19 the Delta variant. 72% had a headache, 62% had sneezing, 59% had sore throat, and 50% had loss of smell. Now, keep in mind, you may have a variety of these symptoms, but these are the symptoms that have been reported with the new variant. And with vaccinated and unvaccinated people. 
Here is what Dr. Roger Swelt has to say about vitamin D and supplements that could help with uh, COVID-19. Probably the supplement that has the best level of evidence is vitamin D. We've got randomized controlled trial data in a couple of instances, one out of India with the SHADE study and also out of Spain with calcifediol study, which showed in a randomized controlled trial, albeit small, that there was definitely benefit in that group with COVID-19 that received vitamin D supplementation. The Endocrinological Society is saying that the upper limits that you can take without a physician supervision is 4,000 international units a day. So if you've been supplementing with vitamin D all along and you come down with COVID, continue to supplement with vitamin D. But if you have not been supplementing with vitamin D, you, you probably should start, but you probably wouldn't want to check with your primary care or healthcare provider first. There is some evidence out of India in the SHADE study where they gave 50,000 units orally, daily, for seven days, and then ramped it back down to a regular dose of, of approximately four to 5,000 units, international units. So in that study at the endpoint, there was an increased clearance of the virus. There was decreased inflammatory markers. Uh, there's ongoing trials, so we'll find out more exactly what the what the optimal dosing is. But remember, not everybody can take 50,000 units or even supplemental vitamin D, as we've talked about before. There are some conditions like sarcoid, which uh, that would not be the optimum thing to do. Analysis, where they looked at over 20,000 patients in the Mayo Clinic and looked at people who supplemented anywhere from zero up to 55,000 units daily. There was only one person that had hypercalcemia from vitamin D toxicity in 20,000 patients. And as they said, it, it's probably the most safe fat-soluble vitamin there is. Vitamin K2 is beneficial in helping with vitamin D. I would just make a, a caution there that there is emerging evidence that this is, is the case, but for those of you who are on blood thinners, specifically Coumadin or Warfarin, obviously taking vitamin K is going to be counterproductive to your therapy that you're getting with that uh, medication, so I would not recommend that in that situation. The other uh, element that's very uh, helpful and beneficial if you're taking vitamin D is magnesium as well, and there are, there are some studies that look into that as well as dosing. None of this is 100% protective or curative. So you still have to do all of the other things that uh, the CDC is saying, like mask wearing, distancing, all of that. This is, again, is a way of, of tipping the scales in favor of you in terms of your immune system. Now, there's also Delta Plus. And according to Reuters, uh, South Korea has detected two cases of the Delta Plus variant. And this Delta Plus, according to some experts, could be more contagious, quote, could be more contagious than the Delta variant. Well, there is no worry because they are developing some new drugs that could help with this virus. And uh, here is Dr. Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and what he has to say about the type of medication that they're looking to develop. They're looking into it right now. And really, it sounds similar to ivermectin, really, the, the characteristics of what they're developing. But listen to Dr. Fauci about what they're looking for. We're looking at an orally administered maybe seven to 10 days 
given to person who is early on in the course of their infection before you get to the cascade of events that lead to the aberrant activation inflammatory response that kills people. So orally administered single pill given for seven to 10 days, little drug-drug interaction and low toxicity. Give me that and I'll be really happy. (laughs) Are you kidding? We'll all be happy. So that's all I have for you today. Stay tuned to Hypertension Resistant to Treatment, where I'll tell you more about what everybody ought to know about hypertension and trending health topics. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next one.